This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. And be sure to check out Monday Morning with Mo every Monday morning on Facebook Live with free answers to your legal questions. Injured in a car accident or dealing with personal injury, Mo can also help you with a workers' compensation case if you're injured on the job. I don't live in Florida, but Mo would be my go-to if I did. And the best part is they take all accident cases on a contingency fee basis. This means that they will take on your case, put up all necessary funds to build your case as strongly as possible, and they only get paid if they're successful in obtaining a settlement for you. There's no fee or obligation to ask about your cases, so contact Mo today. And make sure to follow Mo DeWitt just for his incredible promotional work. He's, he's a man after my own heart. So many pop culture and film references. I've done art for Mo where he's portrayed as Indiana Jones, Charlie Brown, Frosty the Snowman, Zach Morris, Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of that. That's a, uh, that's a legal question. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo.com. tell joe let's get started and i shove cashews in my mouth <laughs> such an <laughs> asshole well normally when you say let's get started you shove something else in your mouth so. well <laughs> let's get finished that's the, the difference not that there's anything wrong with that not um, that there's anything wrong with that exactly so can i also say that like the most yeah. obnoxious character in this movie is uh jeremy pippin's fedora <laughs> i know right yeah <laughs> i love like jeremy pippin he's so, like, obnoxiously cool. like yeah. tilted to one uh-huh. side yeah it's anyway. uh, it's all, it's so contrived is what the problem is because Jeremy Piven is contrived. But I love a, Jeremy Piven. Human. I don't know why he's terrible, but like I love him as an actor. I love I I love them too. But yeah, he his, I love his, his per- roles. Let me put it that way. His personal life ruined it for me. But oh, I agree. Yeah, he's a shithead. I dig it. I dig his acting. But I, I actually mean, did, every yeah. role he's ever played, he's a shithead. So like no, he's like perfectly built true. for it. He's it, yeah. Isn't that just called um? What's it when you stay in character all the time? You're uh. Well, he's he's definitely typecast. Not as breaking an character. What's that? Like, yeah. there's a term for like not breaking character. Like when you're he's method. Uh, he's method acting. Like, he's I method gotta acting. Play an yeah. asshole. I'll just be yeah. an asshole. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. ever since Entourage, he's just method acted. No, that's that's true. That's very true. So, all right, watch so him be like let... literally like be the sweetest guy in the world because method acting, he has to be an asshole. Oh god! <laughs> Could you imagine? Like that's the excuse I would use if I was him. But that I know, but that, yeah, because that well, that ain't the rumor anyway. He's no Kevin Bacon. No, he's not. Um, so we left off at the end of part one, uh, just, you know, better understanding Johnny. Uh, so now we are at Johnny's hideout and I haven't mentioned, we've talked about Johnny quid now for half this episode and we've not really seen him. Now we're seeing him and he's played by, uh, Toby Cabell, um, who was in the Planet of the apes movies, the new ones played one of the apes. I forget the, the, the character's name. Oh, the good, um, the good planet of the apes or the newer yeah. ones. The newer ones, the better. Oh no, ones. not the good ones. In the yeah. good one is the uh, the Burton one. All right, yeah. God damn it! I love you the do. fucking Burton Planet of the Apes. You, 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 and you and Tim Burton. And actually, I don't even think Tim Burton fucking likes it, Joe. So you're the only yes. one. You're the fan. It's such you a good movie. We're doing that movie eventually. Just so you do. Yeah, that's we could, fine. We could do it. Yeah, we'll have a blast. <laughs> yeah, Eric so and I have a blast. It'll be so much fun. But yeah, he was in the newer uh, Planet of the Apes movies. If you watch Servant on. Uh, Apple Apple TV Plus. He is the oh, main yeah, character yeah. and servant. Uh, really cool actor, and he's like phenomenal in this movie. Is like Apple TV Plus like a higher version of Apple TV? 
No, no, no. Same thing. I, oh, th- I was they like, just call uh, it Apple TV Plus, I, but it's like, the same thing. The inner like snob in me was like, wait, I have to have yeah. Plus now. No, no, I have no, Apple no. TV. I was like, what's this Plus I haven't heard of? How have I not heard of this? Same thing. But those sons of bitches went from four ninety nine to six ninety nine. Oh, I was like, do I get to actually play Mythic Quest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it's Toby Cabell, and he's hanging out at his little little hovel uh, with his best friend Pete or Pedro, as he likes to call him. Um, I just want to bring up that while we really don't know anything that the actor who plays Pete is in, but we kind of do. His name is Michael Ryan, and he he was actually in another movie that we've done that Joe led. He looked really familiar, but I couldn't like place right. I'm not expecting either of you to figure it out. So it's uh, in Across the Universe, he was the guy who married Jude's a Liverpool girlfriend. Oh, oh that's okay. why. Uh, All right. Well, his it? friend from before he left. Wait, was his name Pete? No, his name, his name, I got it, Phil. Tom? His name was Phil. Phil. I listened to the P. Phil. But yeah, same dude. Phil anyway. Balls. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dr. Phil Mabals. And uh, <laughs> what was that so, show that that fucking asshole did again? Uh, Phil McGraw, uh, fucking Dr. Phil. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Phil Mabals. <laughs> Yes, nice. Hey, cash me outside, bitch. <laughs> Holy shit. Joe is fucking awful. You don't, I remember, that that, you don't remember that girl? I was like, oh, no, I, I get the. I totally understand that reference. She's kind of I my totally hero. Know. She told Dr. Phil Mabal to meet her outside. She, she's his hero. That, that, that fucking tracks. <laughs> I mean, I don't like that dude because all he does is talk oh, no, about He's awful. Dude, he's like, he's like, well, what you see, your problem here is you're depressed and fuck you. Yeah, I know. I know. You he's, shouldn't uh, be. My life is awesome. Yeah, he, he's him and Dr. Oz. Um, oh, yeah, dude. But anyway, uh, so we're hanging out. We're hanging out in uh, Johnny's little hovel, his little, his little crack den. Um, and Johnny, as we talked about earlier, he now we can it's confirmed that he has the painting yeah. um, and he's fascinated by it. He just he's just standing there and staring and at dancing. it. Um, <clears throat> yes. At the same time that he's fascinated with the painting, he's Pete's his best friend, but he's trashing the shit out of Pete. Yeah. He's trashing his lack of education, his up his shitty upbringing, his his. Also, Pete's playing guitar on a shotgun. Yes, he is. He also, is. I want those glasses that Johnny Quinn has. I'm like, aren't they great? Are fucking dope. Aren't they fucking great? Yeah, they are. Yeah. So, uh, so they decide to head down to the pub, basically to start some shit where, um. You know, Johnny steals a drink from one of the patrons at the bar and the guy steps up to him. There's an old guy steps up to him, but Johnny goes full crackhead <laughs> and scares the living shit out of the guy with a pencil. Um, you know, so it just shows like Johnny's a he's a different breed, this guy. Like he's he is they talk about the real rock and roller, like from the get go. He is the real rock and roller. Yeah, he's he like is. the entire package, you know. Um, so And uh, Handsome Rob wants that entire or Handsome Bob wants that entire package. Yeah, right. There you go. He likes the band. His name is Robert Paulson, by the way. Oh, okay. Yep. That's just in death, though. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, we are now at uh, Roman and Mickey's studio, and Lenny and Archie pay the two boys a visit. Um, also, like, but, can I say how happy I was when I saw Ludacris in this? I was like, what? I know. Like, this I know. isn't a Fast and the Furious movie. Oh, his, his fucking little thing about the hat from the oh, yeah, yeah. last clip we oh, played so great. fucking price. dude comes in looking for dry ice and he's you like know? if you would have came in yesterday I would have had some fucking yeah. dry ice and the guy the thing is like 
So possibly tomorrow could get some guys. Yeah, I know. I know. It's great the way like the, the rocker just backed down. Like he's yeah. like he he had a try, but he knew he wasn't gonna get it. But, yeah, and he uh, didn't even have to say Luda. No. <laughs> that was a that was a really strong monologue for Ludacris, though. Yeah, you know, as far as yes. acting chops goes. Oh yeah, you, you see somebody like Ludacris in a movie like this in two thousand and eight, and you're like, eh, yeah, it's, it's kind of yep. stunt casting. But yeah. oh, well, I mean, he's he's fresh off Fast and Furious too. That's yeah, true. he's he's. But, a decent actor. Yeah. You know? No, he definitely pulled it off with that. I love I love that whole scene. Um Ludacris so, yeah. has been in a lot of shit. I think his real name is Chris Bridges. Yes, it is. Um so they come to visit uh Roman and Mickey because they know Roman and Mickey manage uh Johnny and the Quidlickers. Um and they lay out the ultimatum, you know. <laughs> well what well, and again this is where Lenny says, We're not gangsters. <laughs> And the two of them look at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? But they let him know that they need to find Johnny. If they don't find Johnny, their life as promoters and club runners is going to be severely handicapped because Lenny owns the real estate where all their clubs are. So shit's going to go down. So they got to find it, uh, you know. And- so so hold on a second. I just like got to fuck it. Ludacris has 92 acting credits. Wow. I did not think it was that many. 87 of them are music videos. No. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you're not wrong. A lot of them are. Now I'm looking at it. A lot of them are. Yeah. Um, he he was, uh, hold on. Let me see what he did here. Uh, 87 of them are Fast and the Furious movies. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, so after yeah. he was in Fast and the Furious 2, oh, God, that was uh, 2003. Wow. Yeah, and it was. Um, then he was in uh, Crash. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes. He was in the movie Crash. Hustle, Hustle and Flow. I love that movie. Yep. And I'm trying to see what else he was in before he was in this. Uh, rest of his music videos, music videos, music videos, music videos, music videos. He was in Fred Claus. <laughs> um, Ball Don't Lie. And then Rock and Rolla. There you go. Then he was in Max Payne. Really? I didn't see that one. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Bridges is, a, is a, a very accomplished actor. Do you know he went to space? In a Fiero with Tyrese. Yes, he did. He did. <laughs> we got a fucking masterclass in the Fast and Furious movies. Like, I, I want to do those as a masterclass series. I've never walked out of a movie theater, but I came real close when the Fiero uh, no. into the That's when I was all in. I was like, you know, nine movies. I'm still like on the edge of my seat. The fucking Fiero in space. I'm all in. Especially since the redneck sent him to space. All right, guys, I might lose the internet any second. I'm just letting you know because shit's going weird here. Oh, okay. Okay. If I do, I'm going to have to restart Did my Did you shut down World of Warcraft? No, I didn't play that today. It's not that. It's a whole new house and a whole new series of fucking internet problems. But anyway. Right. Yeah. I guess we should get back to the movie. That's Doug's way yeah. of saying stop fucking around. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. But, He's like, um, fuck around and find out. So the funniest thing in that scene in the studio was Archie. When he realizes the mic oh, is yeah. hot, like, and he goes, "Watch it," and then he starts singing it. And it's the thing deep. he sings, he goes, "You'll never sing the same if you'll never sing the same if your teeth ain't your own." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Also, I want that fucking JBL microphone because that thing sounds oh, so know. good. But the way he's the way he smiles at himself for doing it, and then he gets serious. He looks at the two boys and he gets serious. <laughs> it's just fucking. It's such a great, uh, such a great. We also thing. get another. We're not the mafia dropping there. Yeah, yeah. What he goes? What do we look like? Lenny goes. What do we look like? Gangsters. And again, the, the two of them look like the fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, you're gangsters. Um, all right. So we are back at the the Wild Bunches hangout. I I forget the name. They ha- there's a name for it, but whatever. It's the pub. 
Um, so one two arrives at the pub and he's immediately berated by the entire crew for not showing up at Bob's sentencing. Um, cause he's still flustered about what happened on Bob's last night. Yeah. Um, which uh, fucking, if you didn't watch the post credit scene or mid credit well, scene, yeah, right, <laughs> you missed out. Right. So, um, so Bob is there, he sneaks up behind one, two, and then, uh, he reveals that the paperwork was in fact lost. So he's not doing any jail time. Um, and to keep, you know, to stay in form one, two is pissed at this because <laughs> he is so embarrassed by what happened the night before that he want he wanted Bob in jail so they wouldn't have to think about it for five yeah. years like yeah. he's completely flustered by his feelings you know, going in one direction and then going in the other direction because again we still don't know what they did um so um you know it's it's completely freaked him out um so you know yeah he's freaked out by this and then he gets a call from Archie um who is he just calls him to remind him that this is why they pay Lenny, you know, Bob, a handsome Bob is out of jail because they pay Lenny. So it's just a, a quick reminder. And then Stella calls, uh, to calls one, two and invites the entire wild bunch to a party and mentions that she's got another job for him. All right. So, uh, we're going to jump very quickly from scene to scene. a la uh, Guy Ritchie. Um, so, they the the wheels are in motion to get the second seven million, but this time they want a little protection on the money. So Victor uh, impresses upon his new money transporter uh, how important this job is. Um, this dude is might be the biggest human I've ever seen. <laughs> like this fucking guy, because and and Guy Ritchie even does it great because when they pan back and they show Victor standing next to him, he's like a body and a half taller than Victor is. <laughs> Like Victor has to go up like four steps to get close to even with this guy. And he's like as wide as he is tall. He's, he's gigantic. Um, so he, this guy is a, you know, Chechen soldier, apparently. Um, so he's going to be one of the guys protecting the money. Um, Lenny goes to visit Yuri on his yacht. Uh, Yuri has, he now asked for his lucky painting back because things have not been going well since he gave it up. So he needs his luck back. He's still not, he doesn't un- He's not putting two and two together yet. He just wants the painting back because he's having shitty luck. Did we? Um, uh, I, we skipped over, but I, I wanted to like mention it earlier. I completely forgot when they do the first robbery steal, the first seven million. Yeah, I love how they can't figure out how to put the car in reverse. Oh yeah, he's got to roll the window down and talk to the accountant. He's like, how do you put the car in reverse? reverse? You got to lift the handle up. Yeah. I'm robbing you, but tell me how to put this car in reverse. Oh, exactly, exactly. So, um, okay, where am I? Sorry. The yacht. No, 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 no. That's the yacht. the yacht. Did you now when the when she was Stella was telling him about the money, did we was that the party scene? Uh yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. Okay, we haven't got okay. I'm like, Yeah, they got invited to the party, but they haven't they haven't, they haven't been to, to the party. They haven't been to the party. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um so uh Lenny is now back in the car with Archie. Uh and he tells Archie that Yuri wants the painting back and then proceeds to trash Yuri his immigrant piss. Um because he can't help himself. Archie attempts to remind him. He really fucking tries through this whole movie to keep Lenny in check with these Russians. He reminds him, he reminds Lenny not to fuck with the Russians. But Lenny, like, again, he thinks he's it, that nobody's going to fuck with him. Um, But Archie knows better, you know? So um, Roman and Mickey are together. They discuss finding Johnny before things get ugly. And June, uh, June is played by also a very young uh, Gemma Adderton. 
who became a Bond girl, and she's been in a bunch of stuff. She's a good actor. Um, she she plays June. She reminds him if they want to find Johnny, they got to go see Cookie. No, Cookie's one of the Wild Bunch. Cookie is the the uh, coke dealer <laughs> or the drug dealer of the Wild Bunch. Um, now the Wild Bunch, Joe, arrives at the party. Okay. Because um, I was like, well, I just want to make sure I didn't miss that because yeah. there's some important shit that happens here. Right. They are greeted at the door by a guy in a tuxedo top and underwear. Also, this party um, looks super fun. Well, I, I classified it as a rich people crazy party because that's what it yeah. is. Oh, He's yeah. in his underwear. There is a guy, a girl riding a guy. Yeah, I think chasing another girl in a bra and panties like he's riding. She's riding him like a horse. Like, it's just rich people shit that rich people do at parties. Like, yeah, I wonder if they had Chipotle cater it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, one, two, one, two is still freaking out about Bob. Right? He sees him at the party. He's still he's still pissed off at him. Tells him to go away. Uh and then there's a great <laughs> the scene the scene where uh one two and Stella discuss the second job the dance scene is fucking priceless. Oh, it's great because um, they're like whispering, but like they play, yeah. Pa, 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 the pa, music is the music pa, is playing loudly, pa, pa, and it's this really cool funky funky tune, right? It's playing, and one two asks her to dance, and it's this sort of like uh, cross between Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's what I was getting. Pulp Fiction vibes. And Elaine from Seinfeld dance because the thumbs are going, right? Yeah, I can see and, that. Like she acts, you know, Stella acts like she's not interested, but she gets up and she just starts mimicking him. But like, because she's having fun too, and they're dancing. And then after they put captions up, the music is so loud. They're talking to each other about the new job, and they, they, he puts captions up on a screen to let us know what they're talking about. So there's another seven million, but this time there will be security. So you got to be a little more careful, but. We're going to get to it, but it's that's very understated as to what goes on. So um, so it's, it's at this point that Mumbles is uh, he's talking to Bertie, who's um, who's Stella's gay husband, the lawyer. Um, Bertie mentions to Mumbles that uh, he fancies handsome Bob and uh, Mumbles agrees to make that hookup happen if Bertie will provide details about the informer because Bertie's already hinted that he knows, you know, he, he can find out who the informer is. Um, Bob then sits down with Bertie uh, to make the deal. I'll go out with you if you get me this information. So, um, so again, we're we're closer to finding out who the informer is. Um, so, uh, Roman and Mickey are back at one of their clubs when they realize that Archie's threats are real. Uh, he's going to cut the power to one of their clubs, so they're freaking out. At the same time, outside the same club, uh, Johnny and Pete try to get in. And they're denied by the bouncer who knocks the shit out of both of them. But Johnny responds in true Johnny fashion and fucking brutalizes this bouncer. I mean, he he brutalizes him with a pencil, with a fucking pencil. Yeah, man, this was uh, Heath Ledger's Joker before Heath Ledger's Joker. Yes. Now, I'll I'll say this might be the only aspect of this movie I ran into was how famous is he supposed to be? Yes, I know. Versus, you know, as, as yes. someone who's pretending to be dead, he is out and about an awful lot. Like, yeah, between yeah. this and the bar, and it's like, eh, no, no one you, seems to recognize this fucking. You guy. are right about that. Yeah, you are right about that. Um, but he he brutalizes this this poor bouncer, and he, he he does him with the pencil, and he finishes him off with a garbage can cover. Um, I like this, Mickey, it's just so funny because they're like looking for him. And he's literally right no, there. No, exactly. They are so busy 
frantically trying to figure out this power thing that Archie's about to do them that, that they don't even notice the guy they need is right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a um, very like a like that's that reminds me of Snatch. Like no, happy absolutely. coincidence. That's that's so guy Richie. That's that's, so that's the Ritchie. happy coincidence that just happens to happen at the perfect time. Yeah. And then uh the power does in fact go out. Yeah, that's um, a, that's the all bets are closed moment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we are now back at the pub, the Wild Bunch Hangout, and we got a clip to roll, Joe. Uh, sorry. Almost there's something about Bob that I don't think you know. What's that then? That he's a puff. Who the fuck did you know that? Come on, everyone knows he's a flamer. You're the only one that doesn't know. He likes the boys. It's sausage and beans all day long, mate. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> did he make a pass at you? Yes, he fucking did. <laughs> so what's the problem, Hey, It was supposed to be his last night. You took care of him. That's what friends do for one another. Well done. And I won't tell the chaps. What the fuck do you mean? You won't tell the chaps why? So what did you do? Did you suck his... Hey, hey, <laughs> that's enough, all right? What the fuck is going on here? What, did you suck his... You must have touched it. No! Hey? Hold on. <laughs> I'm not gay. All right, Mumbles. He just asked if I wanted to dance, that's all. Was it a slow dance? Hey! Mr. One Two, I think there is something you should know about our Bob. Who do you think looked after your mum before she died when you was doing a two stretch? Hey, because it wasn't me, and I'm your best fucking pal. No, it was Bob. Bob was around there six times a week without fail, making sure she was looked after. You tore your mum's heart out when you went away, and Bob did his best to put it back. I tell you something, Mr. One Two. If I could be half the human that Bob is at the price of being a puff, I'd think about it. Not for too long, but I'd have to pause, you know? You know? <laughs> Not too long, but I'd have to pause. Um, so, yeah, so we get a we get a more personal idea of, of Bob and how good a mate he is. So um, and and also the fact that one, two, just he still can't let go. He doesn't yeah. want to be known as gay. It's driving him nuts. Really, it's driving him to distraction. So, so. wait, we did the part. Did, I don't know why my mind was like lost now, but you did mention a part where he like hit on the lawyer at the party. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. my brain like for some reason like shut it out. Oh yeah, I was no, thinking no about it the whole time because that's important. You, you just yeah, said no, for some about reason, it. but the reason is just dos equis. <laughs> Dos, dos equis. Oh, Actually, quattro dos equis and a bunch say, of peppermint and, Smirnoff. Yeah. Yep. Joe's rolling. He is. Also, I think like when you were talking about that, I was looking up because um, we were talking about dancing, and then my mind went to like, so you guys got me in this DC kick, and I've been watching Doom Patrol, which is a fantastic show. And in one of the right. episodes, they do this choreographed dance to Alphaville's Forever Young, and like. <laughs> I started looking up that to see if it was like a reference to something else. And like, I right. got distracted because by that, <laughs> it's not a reference <laughs> to anything else, but it's a beautiful fucking scene. 
It's a sh- it's a shiny key sort of knife for Joe. God, I'm yeah. telling you, you guys, you guys need to watch that show like already. Yeah, it's on my list. Uh, it's on my I list. mean, like, it's really good. Yeah, it's on like, my list. Really, really good. Like, mm. yeah, yeah, it's there. Right. It's there. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few. I've seen a few. I'm, I'm getting caught up. And also, I didn't realize it was DC's version of the X Men. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. but funnier. Yeah. You know, kind of, they're like kind of like the X Men if they didn't have powers that could do anything and they fuck everything up. Yep. Well, you know the X Men has some people like that in the comic books. There's a guy named Gold Balls, and his power is to shoot <laughs> gold gold balls out of his body. That's Excellent. It. There's actually a group of characters in the show called the Sex Men who kill the like yeah. who kill like poltergeists that have sex. Okay. I just want it noted that I could have finished this in one hour. <laughs> Oh, bullshit. No, I'm teasing. I know that. Bullshit. I'm nope, calling bullshit on that one. All right. So, All right. Roman and Mickey uh, now take their turn to visit Cookie to get some more information on Johnny's whereabouts. Uh, Cookie doesn't know, and it's actually a very heartfelt scene. It's a, it's a pretty heavy fucking scene where Cookie talks about the fact that he he's not the one that ever sells Johnny the drugs because he's the one that did the drugs with Johnny. Yeah. So Cookie was 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 a heroin addict um, with Johnny, and he managed to get out of it. So he's got a special place in his heart for Johnny, and he does not sell him the drugs. Now, how much he's helped him, who knows? I mean, you know, but it was very heartfelt. And then it got fucking raw with Johnny basically o- overdosing on, on the heroin on the floor. And Yeah, that was it, intense, right? Man. Right, because oh he's on his knees and he's slumped over and he's shaking and he and he's foaming at the mouth a bit and spitting up and it was very it was it was visceral, man. It was it was yeah. heavy. It was heavy. Gonna, it, it got the point across about Johnny's demons still have the better of him. Mm-hmm. You know. We now jump to uh, the beginning of the second heist. Uh, this one jumps around a little bit, and this is why I love Guy Ritchie because like it's very frenetic. It, it goes from there to somewhere else, back to there, and, and all sorts of shit. So, uh, we see these two Chechens, as their cast names say they are. They're Chechens. Um, it was pointed out in some of the trivia that if they were Chechens, they wouldn't be speaking Russian. They'd be speaking Chechen, but whatever. They are very large individuals. They're in this car. Uh, I guess they have a driver in the car in an SUV. They're comparing their war scars. It's it's fucking funny about one's war scars are worse than the others. One's got stem grenade scars and 30 caliber, 30 millimeter bullet scars and bob wire and all sorts of shit. And I, as I love that scene, man, because the the setup is beautiful. Yes. That these are the guys who are protecting the next batch of money. Yes. And they're so fucking tough. Yeah. You know, you compare it to that first scene where it's just like the two. Yeah. You know, button down guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. These guys are like, oh yeah, the, uh, a grenade and a, you know, yeah. It, it was awesome. So you you had like a at least you know, and again, I'm seeing this for the first time. I wasn't prepared for what happens next necessarily, yeah. Yeah. but I had a little tease, and I said, okay, I know I know something something satisfying is coming. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so as they're comparing these things, they're stopped at a at a traffic light or the it's hard to tell it looks like they've been stopped by another car that's in on it because a giant truck broadsides their suv flips flips it on its side knocks them unconscious it it probably would have killed most people in in a, in a situation like that but they're just knocked unconscious um out of the truck pops handsome bob 
uh, Mumbles pops out of the car that 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 one two's in. Um, they go to get the money. They've got to smash one of the windows. They reach down. The money is it's handcuffed to the to the Chechens. Um, so they they've got bolt cutters. They're cutting the chains as the Chechens sort of wake up. Um, and it just turns completely comical. Um, we are going to jump because again it jumps a little bit. So before we get into the details of that. Um, Lenny is now he's talking to Yuri and he tells him that he'll have the painting in a couple of days because he put it in storage for safekeeping and Archie lost the key. So again, Lenny is just, you know, he, he'll throw anybody under the bus to cover his ass. Yeah. Um, he inquires about the money again. Um, and when he does that, Victor pulls Yuri aside to tell him the money was stolen again. So th- I said, like, this is where it jumps, right? So the robbery's already happened. Um, so the next scene, one, two is limping very badly into a restaurant with a, with a basically a laundry bag uh, to meet Stella. Uh, he's very beaten up and he's very pissed off. He gives her the money and basically says, We're, I'm never going to work with you again because of what transpired. Um, she knows what happened because she was watching the whole thing because she gets off on it. I mean, it's just she was a voyeur and she she was getting off on the whole thing. So here's where we go into this crazy scene that's rapid fire, yeah. like action. And it's so coolly done. So, again, I already started talking about it because I lost my place. But, you know, they, they get the money out just as the Chechens wake up. Um, Handsome Bob gets pulled into this this SUV. So Mumbles has to break another window yeah. and he's spraying mace to try to get the Chechens, but he's spraying Bob in the yeah, face. Yeah, he's the whole fucking time. Like, good job. He gets Bob. He gets Bob out of the car, and they start heading towards the getaway car. Bob, Bob can't see. He trips over the one of the tires that fell off the fucking thing. Hey, can I they, just real quick say I fucking love Tom Hardy? Yeah, just like in everything. Yeah, yeah. he's he's his acting is uh is top notch. Yeah, in, in whatever I, he does. I, like the show, most people hated uh, Taboo. I fucking loved it because of him. I yeah, I couldn't get into that. It's just much. because of I, him. I, I didn't hate it. it. No, no, I get it. I get it. I mean, he's amazing in uh, Peaky Blinders. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's a there's a there's a movie with him and 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 Gandolfini. Oh, uh, fuck! A real slow burn. Mm-hmm. I but just a great friggin' movie. Holy shit! It's very good. Anyway, yeah. As long as it's better um, than Venom. I'm in. Oh, I uh, like him. I love yes. him in Venom. Right. You know right. who want to eat those guys over there? Let's go. See what you, see what you did, Eric? Do you see I know. What you did? I love the Venom voice, though. I, I know, because you can do it. I know. I, yes. know. I can. Yes. Venom. It's one of the few voices I can do. All right. So listen, Joe, I got one favor to ask. I'm going to read through all the things that happened in this action scene. Don't interrupt me. Don't tell me what to do, Doug. <laughs> exactly. I'll eat your brains. So they get in the getaway car, right? One, two takes off. Um, but they're 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 not ten feet away, and one of the Chechens just jumps in the window. Like these guys are fucking relentless. He jumps in the window and causes the car to crash into a sporting goods store. Right as they're getting out of the car, one two punches the Chechen and seemingly knocks him out. Just as the other Chechen comes in and just lets loose with a machine gun, <laughs> he's fucking shooting everywhere. They end up beating both of the Chechens up with various fucking sporting equipment, golf clubs, bats, everything. Um, they even want to even shoots the one Chechen with the machine gun, but he's got a fucking vest on that stops the bullets, right? 
they jump into another car and they start to drive off only to have one of the Chechens, the one with the knives, jump on top of the car and start stabbing the car. <laughs> He's putting these gigantic fucking killing knives through the, through the roof of the car. It, it causes them to crash yet again. The Chechen goes flying off the front of the car. So for an instant, they think they're free and clear until he gets up. And one two just shouts, abandon ship! <laughs> and they all <laughs> get out of the car and run in different directions, right? So Bob's being chased by the cops. One two's being chased by the Chechens. <clears throat> Mumbles manages to get away from everyone and he steals a curry delivery scooter. Yeah, I fucking love that. Um, he, he then rescues Bob. Like he pulls up and he waves at Bob and he slows down and lets him get on. So the two of them get away. One two is now running down some train tracks with the gigantic Chechen behind him. And he finally outruns the guy. The guy just runs out of gas. He cannot move anymore. <laughs> so just to add insult to injury, the Chechen's down on his knees, which still puts his head almost at chest height for, for one two. And and one two just basically bitch slaps the guy because he knows he's beating him. He can't catch him. But as soon as he starts running away from that guy, the other Chechen's behind him and he's in a lot better shape. So now one two is shitting his pants. So they get into a train tunnel and one two's hiding in the shadows and he clocks him with a bit of wood and knocks him out for a second. As he's leaving, the other Chechen's now exhausted. He looks at one two and he gives him the evil eye, which especially in like Russian is like hardcore. You're fucking dead. Uh, one two responds by giving him the cocksucking gesture with yeah. his hands in his mouth. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you know, one two is very good at pissing off Chechens, you can tell. Um, so <laughs> that story is basically retold while he's in the restaurant with Stella. Um, Stella! The boys leave the restaurant and we see that the Chechens were stalking, they're staking out the restaurant and saw the boys. So they're right back on the trail. Um, I saw the boys. That show was fucking great. Yes, it was. And I'm going to um, do that because you keep calling them the wrong They're the wild bunch. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm I finally right about something for once. Come on, let me have it. Okay. <laughs> the Wild Bunch. The Wild Bunch. Which I like that name. That's a pretty fucking cool name. Well, it's from an old Sam Peckinpah movie. Is it really? Yeah, it's a 1960s. It's one of the most graphically violent movies ever made. It's a Western from the late 60s, early 70s called The Wild Bunch. Sam Peckinpah directed it. Nice. And it is, is it is especially for that time, it is ultra-violent. Might have to watch like, that. Yeah, it's a crazy violent movie, and it's a cool story. So it's, right. called the, it's called The Wild Bunch. All right, so um, Lenny, we jump to Lenny, who's visiting the counselor at his place of work. Um, he reads... <laughs> He reads the riot act to the counselor. He grabs him by his bullocks. He says, these bullocks are mine. Um, you fucking immigrant. Yeah, you, you fucking immigrant. There's more immigrant talk. Um, so we are now at Johnny's hideout. And um, Is it in Sanford? He, uh, no, it's not. But there was a bit of wood. There's a <laughs> bit on, of wood used twice in this movie. Come on, Eric. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Johnny's, Johnny's hideout or Johnny's other side? Oh, Johnny's other side. Oh, That's you're talking about Sanford. the actual Sanford. I thought you were talking about the hot fuzz. No, Sanford. there's like a, a Johnny's Johnny's hideout is out there too. You're thinking of other side. That's not in Sanford though. No. But I think there's a hideout and then there's another side. I think other side is the other side to the hideout. No, no. Yeah. Uh, or is it hideaway? <laughs> Johnny's hideaway. Uh, Johnny's filling station. Yeah, there's that one too. 
Why you were close, Joe? Yeah, it's really. No, I, I swear. There's a. I'm looking this fucking Google this shit you right look now. Look it up while I continue the movie. Why don't you do that? So, Pete is trying to sneak it out. Is Johnny's hideout. And where is it, Joe? In Orlando. Well, actually, no, Johnny's in, hideaway is in Orlando. It's in Secaucus, New Jersey. He was close. <laughs> Johnny's hideaway is in Orlando on five thirty-five. Permanently close. <laughs> <laughs> but I was right. <laughs> okay. So, Pete is trying to sneak out with the painting. But Johnny catches him. Uh, Pete just wants to get rid of the painting because he's worried. He's worried because it belongs to Lenny. And he, he wants to get it as far away from them as possible. Um, so... We now jump to Lenny, who's ready to start playing golf with Yuri and Victor. And we're going to play the next clip. You see that pack of Virginia killing sticks on the end of the piano? Yes. All you need to know about life is retained within those four walls. What are we going to do, Lenny? Every time I am about to make my payment, something dishonest happens. He wouldn't know anything about that, would he? You will notice that one of your personalities is seduced by the illusions of grandeur. A gold packet of king size with a regal insignia. An attractive implication toward glamour and wealth. A subtle suggestion that cigarettes are indeed your royal and loyal friends. And that, Pete, is a lie. Excuse me, are you trying to say something? I'm not trying. I am saying something. Your other personality is trying to draw your attention to the flip side of the discussion. Written in boring, bold, black and white is the statement that these neat little soldiers of death are, in fact, trying to kill you. And that, Pete, is the truth. I think you forget who you're talking to, you insolent bastard. I think you forget where you are, you fucking immigrant. Oh, beauty is a beguiling call to death, and I'm addicted to the sweet pitch of its siren. This is my land. It's my fucking show. I run this town. Ah, 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 yeah. That that starts sweet ends bitter. And that which starts bitter ends sweet. I have to go now, Lenny. I'm having lunch with the consular, your consular. This, as you know, is the ninth hall. It's a long crawl back to your car. You should make it by sunrise, just in time to bring me my lucky picture. I want it back. Do you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Time to change. Goodbye, William. That is why you and I love the drugs. And that is also why I cannot give that painting back. Now, please, pass me a light. 
Oh, you are something special, Mr. Johnny Quid. I love the way that whole thing because it's such a serious scene and then it ends like that. It's so fucking great. Well, it's so beautiful and like. Right? All of a sudden, it's like. I love I just love the way Pete delivers that line Oh you are something special Mr. Johnny Quid And he yeah. is Just on that scene Like the way he describes everything and well, the That's way- what I'm saying Like even like So this is my, my, my This movie to Snatch Everything is Snatch Like is a bunch of incompetent people Like even right. the most incompetent person In this movie Is still fairly fucking competent Like no, Johnny No exactly Exactly He's and philosophical and, and he's, he's deep. He's, he's educated. And he is the smartest guy in the room, mm-hmm. in any room he's in. Even though he's like a everybody in this entire movie seems fairly well educated. Yeah. Versus yeah. like Snatch, where everyone's a bunch of fucking idiots. Right. And I love how he ended that that little you know that little monologue with "Now pass me a light." Yeah. <laughs> yes. After all exactly. that, like you yeah. Know. After all, that, sure, I'm gonna light up. No, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a very cool scene. So. Um, all right, so this is a frenetic movie, and from this point forward, it gets even more frenetic. Like shits happening at a million miles an hour. Scenes are jumping all over the place. So I'm just going to start firing through them. I mean, um, so the boys are hanging out in the car uh, when Bertie calls with news of the informer. Uh, he tells he tells Handsome Bob that he can pick up the uh, the the documents at Bertie's office. The dossier. Yes. So. Um, we jump back to the hideout where Pete has now invited the sales junkies from earlier in the movie um, to the hideout. Johnny is not at all happy with this and he just wants them gone because um, he doesn't like junkies. He's a junkie, but he doesn't trust junkies. And he doesn't like junkies. He wants them as far away from him as he can get. So uh, he pulls Pete aside to chastise him for bringing them in. And when they step back into the room, the junkies and the painting are gone. <laughs> What did the, the, they did? What junkie sales junkies do? They sold, they stole the painting so they could fucking sell it. Um, we immediately jump back to the Wild Bunch's hideout, uh, where the junkies are there selling the painting. Um, the guy starts his sales pitch, and Cookie just says, "I'll take it." Like he doesn't want to hear anything. But this is a very expensive painting. He throws the the junkie a wad of cash, and you know they're out the door. So Cookie now has the painting. So uh, it's going from person to person very quickly. Um. Tank calls Archie with news about the painting and who's been stealing Lenny's money. And it's great because we don't hear Tank say it. Like it's another guy Richie trick. He'll he'll you'll know that now the information is out there, but you don't quite know yet exactly what the person has told him. So um so one two arrives home to find the painting set up. There's a note from Cookie saying it's a gift, uh, because he knows that you know, one two's quote girlfriend uh is an appreciator of art. So maybe she'd like it, um, you know, fortuitously, <laughs> Stella stops by at the same exact time. Um, she's just there for some sexy time. They want to get together. Um, I read a little piece of trivia that that uh, Gerard Butler had a really severe sore throat that day. So she didn't want to kiss him so that it went from a prolonged actual sex scene to that that quick cut that that's in the movie Fair just because it was easier that way. Um, he's like, why he, did today? Yeah, to right. Sore throat. Right. 
So uh, we, we don't have, have reshoots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we now have another quick clip. This one's quick. The informer, the one who's responsible for the time we've been seeing, all of them, including mine. Well, who is it then? Who the fuck is Sidney Shaw? No, Sidney Shaw is a pseudonym, you idiot. They never used the real name. Look, get around here. Let me have a look, okay? All right. Where did he learn a word like pseudonym? <laughs> I included that clip as much because of that last line as anything else because that fucking cracks me up. I got right here my uh, Jeff Foxworthy Redneck Dictionary pseudonym. Yeah, the guy who hit me the other day, I suited him. <laughs> <laughs> remember that Redneck Dictionary thing that was out for like a hot second? I kind of remember that. It's I like was never Jeff mayonnaise. Mayonnaise and big old titties. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Yankee snob, and I don't appreciate that kind of humor. You know, you might be a redneck if you got mm-hmm. 10 cars in your yard that don't have wheels, but a house that does. All right. <laughs> I know you probably got a million of these. Right? Oh, I could keep going. I'm not should sure. I, should I just sit back? or? I mean, they're pretty funny, though. <laughs> okay. If you, got, if you hear the words, come move this transmission so I could take a bath. I just want you to know, Eric, I'm up two to one on drunk episodes. Okay? We were even for a week, and then yeah. now I'm up to one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I love you, Joe. <laughs> right. So let me find my place again. Uh, okay, so uh, before Stella leaves the apartment, uh, one two gives her the painting. And she, of course, is enamored with it just as everyone else is. She's never seen it before, but she's like, you know. And another cool piece of trivia, the street number on one two's house is three four. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. And <laughs> guy Richie did that. I like um, that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Just a little thing that you don't even notice probably the first ten times you watch a fucking movie. Um so Archie arrives at the hospital to see Lenny in very bad shape. Uh his leg has been legs have been broken in four places and he'll have a limp for the rest of his life. Um Archie does share the news that they know that the Wild Bunch are the ones that have been stealing the money and that Johnny has the pain thing. Um, so now, one two's on his bed, chilling out. He's got headphones on. He's listening to some cool music. And the door opens up and the two gigantic Chechens are standing there because they found out where he lives. Um, they let him sit there for a minute. He's got his eyes closed and they yank out, they yank the cord, the headphone cord out of the stereo. And that, of course, snaps one, two out of it. He sees them, and I guarantee he actually shit himself. Yeah. Because I would. He probably also, actually like, shit his pants. Normally, like, your reaction would be, like, to sit up forward. He's lucky he didn't do yeah. that. I know. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, they're there to uh, to take care of business, you know? Um, and the funny thing is, right before the scene cuts, the, the, the Chechen who he hit with the, the bit of wood um, looks at him and gives the cocksuck. <laughs> yeah, because he, he fucked. Okay, um, Roman and Mickey uh, now arrive at Johnny's place uh, to bring him to Lenny. Um, but it turns out, and this is really cool, right? This also shows 
the 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 good nature of Johnny because he called them because he had heard that they were in trouble and he wanted to help them. Yeah. Like even though he knew it was going to put him in peril with his with his stepdad, that's how good a person he truly is. Like he's like, fuck it, I got to help my friends because they are my friends, you know. Uh, so um, and 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 it's funny when they come in and 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 Roman's talking to him. And he's like, we got to take you with us. We got to take you to see your dad. And he goes, well, you know, Johnny's not going to have a problem with but the pipe might because he, he's on yeah. he's on the drugs now. But the pipe might have a problem with that. You know, uh, it's a funny exchange. So uh, Archie and his crew now arrive at one two's house just in time to save uh, one two because they went there to pick him up. But he's about to get, you know, brutally murdered by the Chechens. So, uh they come in and save the day. They kill the Chechens and and one two is for at least a short period of time <laughs> still alive. So uh, we then quickly jump to uh, see Mumbles and Bob arrive at one two's house, which makes it very easy for Archie to pick them up as well. Yeah. So it's one stop shopping. They've got them all now. Um I like how like he's like on the bed and they're like, you want to just let them finish first? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly, exactly. It was so great. It's and more it took... shades of uh, Pulp Fiction there. Yeah, you know, with with the gimp and stuff. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, apparently Archie and his crew are good shots because it only took five shots to kill both Chechens, which given what they've gone through. You know, so yeah, yeah. I remember they were like no armor; they were just butt naked, pretty much. The pair yeah, of fucking, oh yeah, it was just an underwear. It and was this just like crazy underwear. Russian like trance song. Like. Oh, that song was so great. Yeah. I love it. It's all in Russian, but it was so great. Um, so we now jump to Yuri, who's arriving at Stella's house. Um, he's talking to Victor. He's going to ask her to marry him. Victor is like completely opposed to this. He's like, "Your last girlfriend cost us ten million. A one before that calls us twenty. And I love Yuri's response. He rolls his eyes and goes, Victor, you're so cheap. <laughs> so uh, he uh, he goes inside and he takes a box out of his pocket and gives her a ring. And she plays it cool. He asks her to marry him. And she's like, well, I might need a couple of days to think about it because she knows she can't rebuff him like right away. He turns it. He, he's on the phone. With Victor he turns around to see his lucky painting in her room and his yeah. face, his jaw just drops and right? asks her how long she's had it. Oh, it's great. Very nice painting. How long have you had it? And she goes, oh, for years. Do you like it? And this is where it comes back to her line on the yacht. Beauty is a cool mistress, is it not? Mm-hmm. And then he just tells Victor, would you come to join us, please? Yeah. Yeah, and then gloves. you see Victor putting his gloves on in the car. So, uh, yeah, so Stella is is no longer around. Um, and again, it, it's just keep saying it, but it's Guy Ritchie at his best tying all these this craziness together so neatly in the last few minutes of the movie because we're very much in the home stretch now. Uh, so everybody meets at the warehouse. So we've got the wild bunch we've got johnny and we've got uh roman and and um uh, uh mickey they're all there they've all been brought in um johnny is mercilessly goading archie i mean he is fucking on him and he won't stop so we cut to a quick scene from 15 years earlier and it's archie at that expensive school that, that Johnny's at picking Johnny up for the semester break or whatever. Um, Johnny's there with two of his friends. As Archie turns to head to the car, Johnny reaches and pulls the gun out that Archie keeps in his back. 
Um, he aims it at the friends. He aims it at Archie just to show the kids. He's, you know, he wasn't lying. He's a tough guy. Um, Archie grabs the gun and then Johnny gets in the car and Archie pays off the two kids. Pretty much, you know, yeah. Don't say anything. The cool thing about it is those, those two kids were the two dudes from the warehouse with the one getting dunked. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And they're all grown up just like Johnny. Because the one, the guy who was getting done, he was screaming, I've been friends with Johnny forever. Yeah, you're he right. He told me he tried to sell me the painting, but I didn't buy it. Wow. Okay. It's those two kids. That's are, cool. Are, are in the warehouse. So they they got a firsthand taste of the not gangsters. <laughs> All right. So they cut back. We cut back to present and Johnny just keeps going. He even fucking throws in some Nazi references to Archie and his goal is just to piss Archie off and he succeeds and he gets the famous Archie slap and even that doesn't fucking stop him he keeps going and then Archie grabs him by the throat and he threatens to kill him for real you could tell that Archie was serious yeah it still doesn't stop Johnny oh don't hurt me don't hurt me Archie I'm only little like he just keeps he does it's just amazing how he just keeps fucking going. Um so Johnny now sees Lenny, right, for the first time in a while, and he immediately just his target is now shifted. Now he's on Lenny. So we got a clip. It's called It's a Gathering. Uh roll a clip. <laughs> it's a gathering. I love a gathering. No. It's mumbles. One, two. Handsome Bob. All the old faces today. And it was all going so well. Except for Archie. Had to ruin the day. I was going to tell him a story about you, Daddy. I thought I'd tell him the story about how you grassed him up. Oh, fuck. Whoa. Whoa! Fucking hell, Len. Calm down. Hey, give us that. I wasn't one of your best shots, was it now, Daddy? If you wanted to shut me up, it should have been a bit higher. Daddy, You're only fucking six feet Daddy, away. Come here. Come here. <laughs> you get rid of him, Daddy. Understand? <coughs> get rid of him. You don't know how much trouble you've caused. But please understand that I will kill you very slowly if you don't tell me. Where am I? Archie! He dresses in my jacket. I wouldn't mess with my Archie, it's in my jacket. What does it say? You want to know what it says, Len? Funny thing about the law, it can be quite flexible. Because every time an informer finds himself in front of a judge, a secret letter stands witness as to the cooperation and efficiency of that informer. And if that informer provides adequate information, then that dog of dogs is magically released. Sort of get out of jail free card. And it comes with a very good alibi. Now, you give us the names of the people you want put down, and we'll get them the long sentences. And then you can appear to reduce those terms through your contacts. We'll make you look like a fucking 
Guardian angel to the underworld. Trusted throughout. The only evidence that'll ever remain of this deal comes in the form of a very exclusive and hard to come by legal document called a secret debt. As in deposition or handler's sheet. Of course, the informer always uses a false name. What name would you like the sound of? Johnny? Tommy. You can have Elvis fucking Presley if you fancy. I've seen this name many times over the last 20 years. And I always wondered, who is this Sydney Shaw then? Nothing to do with you. What name do you like the sound of? I like Sydney. Oh, I like the sound of that. Sydney Shaw. Sounds a bit like an actor. You're free to go, Mr. Sydney Shaw. No, they're, they're setting me up, Archie. You are a very dirty bastard, Sydney. You are a very dirty bastard indeed. Yeah, he is. Oh, oh. It's such a great scene. It's so, it's such a great scene. And, and just again, tying everything together. And even the, even the cops that are talking to, to Lenny. Yeah. There's just a short scene. They're so good. That, and that's a guy, Richie trademark too. He gets the best people to do even the smallest parts. That's true. Yeah. Just they, show up for a second and do your yep, thing. And, and yep. please do it and just do it. Cause he gets like real people. I mean, we go back to, to lock, stock, and do smoke and barrels. That's Jason Statham's start. Jason Statham was selling fucking watches on the street, and Guy Ritchie saw him and asked him if he wanted to be in a movie because he was so good looking. So like he he's loyal to his people, but he also has a nose to get real people in and do like even these small roles. But yeah, so we find out that Lenny's the fucking informer all along, and that's how he's run his business because he 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 can put people out on a string and then pull them back sort of quote be the the hero and rescue them um with, with no one being the wiser you know um so and and here's the thing because i missed it in the scene before this where johnny's fucking taunting archie he's about to tell archie he already knows this he's always known this everybody's scrambling to find out who the fucking informer is but johnny's known it all along yeah and he was about to tell archie in that scene and then he starts again when he gets shot and even when the motherfucker gets shot, because <laughs> if you wanted to shut me up, you should have aimed a little higher. You were only six <laughs> feet away. <laughs> He's a, it's such a great performance. So um, so it's at this point that that uh, Johnny, Roman, and Mickey are in, ele in the elevator with two of Archie's thugs. Um, and Johnny is describing exactly what's going to happen to the boys. Like, uh, Johnny's going to get two to the head and one to the throat just to make sure they're going to kill the boys. They're going to put them in a car and they're going to blow up the car. And that's it. There's no evidence. Um, of course, the 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 henchmen start panicking because their plan is that's exactly what was going to happen because Johnny's that yeah. smart. So a struggle ensues and they manage to kill both of them. It's great. Um, I love that that whole sequence, man. It was, right? it was in like this weird drug-fueled like fugue-like yes. state of now he's jason born and, yeah. like, <laughs> and i'm just waiting for someone to yell at him it's shabbos <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and at this point he's on the floor and right before the elevator opens johnny just goes uh mickey give me the gun give me the gun mickey quickly, quickly. and he's he's like you said eric he's like he's he's three quarters out of it because he's on the drugs but he's also shot in the gut yeah the door opens and two more of the thugs are out there and he caps them both. Boom. Right. 
And then after that, Bandy shows up. And this is the guy I mentioned earlier that got slapped. I love it because they didn't kill him. Yeah. He, he was the innocent kid. He was the new guy on the crew. He was still a friggin' kid. He's like the Yakuza in Kill Bill that, that she slaps in the ass and tells to go home to his, to his mother. Like, they didn't kill him. One, two comes up behind him, hits him with a bit of wood, and knocks him out. So we know that Bandy's okay. And I, I appreciated that from Guy Ritchie so much. And then the, a deleted scene, Bob comes and goes, Damn, you got knocked the fuck out. Fuck out. Exactly. You're not allowed to call yes. that yet. <laughs> oh no, but I do. That's the thing. I know way more about this movie than you think I know, and I've still never seen the fucking thing. Um, also, I was kind uh, of upset they burned a three hundred for no fucking reason. Yes, I know. Yeah, that's true. They did blow that shit up. I was wondering why it excited me. <laughs> 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 all right. So uh, the cool thing is, all the whole crew. The, I was the wondering wild if bunch, like they burned a three hundred because Gerard Butler three hundred. Three hundred. That's exactly why. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if you asked Guy Ritchie and he said, yeah. yeah. Like, just as some random fucking reference he decided to throw in, because he is that smart. So who knows? You might be onto something. Um, everybody escapes. The Wild Bunch, Mickey, uh, uh, Roman, and, and Johnny, they all get out. It's great. Um, we cut back to, obviously, a very, very pissed off Archie, who's in the process of lowering Lenny into the River Thames uh, to be claimed by the American Crawfish. While he's lowering him down, he's reading the list of names of everyone that Lenny's put away in prison and ends with his name. And that's the end of the movie, but we're going to play the clip. There is no spring without a winter. No life without death. And the demise of Lenny has blown a new season into the lungs of young Johnny. Goodbye, Mr. Sidney Shaw. Well, it looks like that clinic sorted you right out, Johnny boy. You feeling better? Well, I was, until I saw you's twos. I'm clean now, straight. I'll give it all up. All but these little bastards. Come on, give us a cuddle. Welcome home. Give us your money, Arch. No, I can do better than that. Turbo, show him his welcome home present. Oh, what? You got me another coffin? <laughs> Goodbye, cruel world. Now, I know how much you like the art, Johnny boy, so I thought that would look good on your wall. Someone's been telling you stories, Arch. Now, that must have been expensive. As it happens, it did cost a very wealthy Russian an arm and a leg. <laughs> See, your music's back in the charts. Well, that was when I was a rock and roller. Well, what you gonna be now, John? You wanna watch out? Because I'm gonna be just like you, Uncle. Now, I'm gonna be a real rock and roller. And very sadly, up on the screen, it says the Wild Bunch will return in the real rock and roller, and it never happened, and it's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's almost as sad as uh, coming soon, Pop Fest. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yep, or History of the World Part 2 for oh, yeah. older folks. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, yeah, it sucks. It was actually supposed to be a trilogy, but it just it just never happened. It never materialized. And now, I mean, they could do it. Everybody's still. A- And he lost his internet. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, it finally happened. Oh, shit. Perfect timing, Doug. Way to go. <laughs> Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> At least we got through the movie. <laughs> Which one of us wants to do his ratings? Oh, no, no, no. We can't do that, can we? You got to stitch this. You got to edit this shit together, son. Yep. We will be right back after this music. Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> so... That's the end of the movie. It's such a ve- it's such a cool ending. I mean, Johnny again, he maintains his character as the real rock and roller, which he was from the start, which he was from the fucking start. Um, it's cool with the painting. So they've got the lucky painting. He's getting it as a gift, and and Archie's line about, <laughs> as a matter of fact, it cost a, it cost a very wealthy Russian an arm and a leg. So it's like as powerful as the Russians was were, and as much as Archie tried to warn Lenny about the Russians, he kicked the Russians' ass. Archie yeah. fucking beat them. He killed Yuri. Yeah, he I mean, well, that's Yuri. just because he wasn't trying to be like Lenny, who's like, we're not the mafia. He's like, fuck it, we're the mafia. Exactly, exactly. And he's a proper gangster. So yeah. it, it, it was just cool the way it ended. And again, the sad part is there was supposed to be a trilogy, but it's never going to happen. Um, but the but, happy part was that post-credit scene. Oh, dude. Yeah, so there is it. There did is you a watch credits. No, I, I uh, actually uh, did not see it. it so there, there is a mid credits or post credit. I don't remember. I think it's mid credits. Yeah, it's the dance. It's the dance scene in full. Mm. So one, two, it's and one, two, Bob. Bob slow dancing to that fast song with everybody else around him, fucking dancing fast. And it's like four minutes long. Of him dancing. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's like most of the credits. It's yeah. great. Oh, that's great. Um, it's a perfect way to end the end the movie. Um, yeah, so that's uh, you know that's the movie. That's rock and roller, and, yeah. and it's another one I love, and, and that's why I brought it. And I'm so glad. I always get excited when I, when I bring a movie that neither of you have actually seen, and you both dig it. Um, yeah, I think my record's pretty good with that. You know, I think I think you're uh, batting a thousand with those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. um, so yeah, so I, I was excited when I when I found that out, and uh, you know, I mean, I know that off air, Eric, you and I were just talking about. You you definitely getting into British gangster movies, right? So I mean, I, I might have brought some of these up before, but if you want to look for non Guy Ritchie gangster British gangster movies, you, you got to do an older one called Gangster Number One. Um, it's with Paul Bettany before anybody like Paul Bettany didn't know who he was when this movie was made. That's how young he is. But Malcolm McDowell's in it, and it is a brutal, brutal, raw fucking movie. But it's really good. So Gangster Number One. There's the Daniel Craig movie Layer Cake, which is a younger Daniel Craig, but it's another British, very British gangster movie. And it has it. it I forget who directed it, but it, they definitely took from Guy Ritchie uh, and as an homage or however you want to say it. They ripped them off. But there's there's a blend of comedy and and just like crazy nature and then a great story as well. So um, there's that one and uh, an older gangster not the movie, the movie's older, but uh, Ben Kingsley and um, I can't remember who else is in it. It's called Sexy Beast. Basically about some retired gangsters who get pulled back into it. And the last one is called The Limey. Terrence Stamp. He plays a British, a retired British gangster who comes to America to avenge his daughter's murder. And he brings some proper British gangster 
justice to these people that killed his daughter. It's I fucked want, up. I want to watch all of these, man. Yeah, me too. Dude, I, I can't. I, 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 they're all so high on my list because uh, I love that. And it, and it was gangster number one who got me into that movie. I mean, into this genre, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also, uh, it's based on a true story, the craze. So there were, there were British gangsters in the sixties. They were twins, the Cray brothers. And they were fucking crazy. One was crazy. than like one was kind of sane. The other one was completely a lunatic. They had, I, I, and I can't remember again, two British musicians who twins, they, they used them as the Cray brothers. So there were actual twins in the movie. Um, that's another great one. And that's based on a true story. Um, so, yeah. So if you if you're into the British gangster shit, th- those are some other recommendations that I can throw you away. Yep. So I guess it's that time, Joe. I am a movie critic by trade, and until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, rent the classic. Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. You love me. You really love me. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Are you not entertained? All right. So we know we're not going to get anywhere near the rating from the last one because our guest gave the movie a, a ten out of five. I, I, I gotta like wonder, like, are we going to have like two ratings categories, the, the ratings of us, and then the rating adding the guests in? I think we might have to. I mean, I I can easily divide that list up. It's easy enough to do. I, th- I think so, we should do that because um, uh, you know, yeah, it, it does skew I, our numbers a lot. Oh no, definitely. And I and listen, I respect and understand this. You know, we're, we're Sam came from with yeah. that because you know it is. It, it she she's embraced that movie, like. In a way that I, or I mean, I, if, I if anyone movie, goes but, over a five, we just give them a five. <laughs> no, exactly. We could do that, but uh, but anyway, yeah. So so these are the ratings. Uh, these these are, the ratings are the ratings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, we want to start with you, Joe. Let's do you. All right. You got? So <laughs> wow, that's oh, that's uh, <laughs> that is Ocho Becky's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I of course enjoyed this movie. I mean, how can I not? It's Guy Ritchie. It's gangster. It's got great actors. It's got a bunch of fucking random shit happening. Um, I will say, like for me, of course, I got to put this in comparison with Snatch, just because yes. they're same vein, same fucking I, director. I mean, same like, you know. I'm uh, with you on that 100. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm going to compare it to that movie for me, and yep. of course for me. Snatch is going to be the one I prefer because of, of, mm-hmm. I have the connection to it. But on top of that, it's way more absurd and it's way more, like I said, reactive versus proactive. Mm-hmm. That means that this is not that far off from it. It's just a different, it's the yeah. same, but different. Yeah. Like if that, like this, this, this is the definition of the same, but different. <laughs> so, yeah. um, 
I'm still gonna give this a really fucking high score, but I gotta like, I I I don't remember what I gave Snatch. I four point six. Four point six. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna go four point five on this one, just right, because cool. I think they're about the same. But I, I'm gonna give Snatch nope. just the edge for me. I I I, I totally respect that because this might you 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 summed up my thinking. My rating's gonna be quick because you you said everything that I was gonna say. So I get it. Cool. All right. So Eric, what do you got? I, uh, I, once I understood what was happening, I really dug this movie. Um, yeah. like I said, it threw me for a loop at the beginning there. Yep. Um, but it was quick. It was Guy Ritchie quick. Everything was, mm-hmm. um, sort of a beautifully laid foundation with a lot of payoff at the end. Um, and every time those payoffs hit, I mean, even the scene where, where Yuri sees the painting, that was the first of the like right. closing the loop and it being this beautiful twisted, yes. you know, um so yeah i dug it a lot it's gonna get a high score i don't know if it's gonna get a 4.5 for me because mm-hmm. that's a that's a super high score i i would say i'd keep it around like a 4.1 okay. um that's fair one of this one of the stronger absolutely films yeah yeah 4.1. i get it i get it uh yeah i mean all right so i, I will talk a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Liar. this one is this this one's another near and dear to my heart because i'm a huge guy Ritchie fan again i already talked about it huge british gangster movie fan and this was guy Ritchie's return to form he went a little off the rails with a couple of movies and then he came back to his roots with this and he nailed it he fucking nailed it uh another one i'd recommend which we'll do eventually is his latest or not his latest this two movies ago the gentleman it's another proper British gangster movie. It's got Charlie Hunnam, who I am. Oh yeah, I not ashamed. Him. I'm not ashamed to say I've got such a man crush on that guy. He was in something else recently that I was like really into. Well, he's it. He he is currently in the Apple TV series Shantaram. Um, um, it's based that. on a true story, and he's amazing in that. I'm gonna but, look it up because it was something I was just watching, and I was like, "Who is this yeah. gentleman?" Um, but he, yeah, I love, cause I was a big Sons of Anarchy fan. Erica and I watched that show from start to finish and, and he was the star of that. But, yeah. uh, so anyway, it's called the gentleman and, and, uh, you grant is in it. He's in it. Uh, Colin Farrell's in it uh, the, again. It's one of those movies where there's a million stars in it and every one of them shine. And it's, it's also very Guy Ritchie. It's not quite as funny as snatch and this movie, but it doesn't get too serious, you know? Okay. So I, that I would add that to the list. Uh, it was, it was true history of the Kelly gang. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm sure he did better than, uh, than, uh, uh, fuck now. I can't remember who was in the one from the seventies. Um, anyway, I'll move on from that, but yeah, add the gentleman to the list, Eric, because it's good. And it was kind of a toss up between that and this, and Man on Fire is the which one I was going to do next, but I picked Rock and Roll because it was a fun one. So all that said, I am going to give this a 4.3 because that is also a, a point uh, below what I gave to uh, Snatch. Nice. The Snatch for the raw fun is, to me, a better movie. This yeah, for, I just to me, Snatch is just the better movie. Even casting has got a better cast. Yeah. Well, you know, I, you know what I like in this too? Uh, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, right? Hot Fuzz is a more solid, well-crafted movie, and it's funnier. But Shaun of the Dead will always be the nearest and dearest to my heart. And it's the same way with this. Snatch is there, and and this is just behind it. So Yeah, yeah. I can feel you on that. Although World's End is my favorite of, those, of the Cornettos. 
Yeah, it's I I well I don't I don't ever want to say it's the least favorite because I love that one so much too. Yeah, I, I will never. I just I'm a fan of, of absurdity. Yeah, like, fuck yeah. off, you big lump. Yeah. Yep. Um, which going back to Doom Patrol is why I like that show so much. It's so fucking yeah. absurd. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean that's what we got. That's what I got. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. We recommend it. Was it. Fun, <clears throat> movie, and we highly recommend it. Yes. Yeah, go go watch it. Yep, please do. You and let do us it. know. Listen, well, uh, listen, we'd love to hear from our listeners. Like, yeah. pop into the chat, pop into the Facebook group, and let us know if you watched one of these movies, what you thought of it. You can tell us to go fuck off your big lamp or or <laughs> tell us that you dug it too. Yeah. We want to know. You know, I, they, I doubt that very many people would tell you to fuck off for recommending this movie. This I also style. like how he used yeah. the word for positive, dug it. there you go there you go so yep that's what i got hell yeah well we have some people to thank yeah we do start with mo dewitt dewitt law if you are injured on the go just call mo if you have legal questions just call mo you get involved in any of the kind of fighting that happened in this movie where you're just running down a railroad track being chased by some badass Russian assassins, uh, call Mo. Yes. Yeah, if you uh, have a, a, an unwanted sexual encounter with those same gentlemen later on in the story, <laughs> just call Mo. Well, I mean, yeah, anything to do with, with injury on a railroad tracks, you want Mo involved. I yes. Mean, or in the bedroom. Or in the bedroom, yeah. I mean, yeah. Takes two to consent, folks. <laughs> yes, and one, two definitely did not consent. What yes. if you um, fell out of your chair because you realized your painting was stolen? Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, well, it's go- in your own house, though. Yeah, but you could go after the manufacturer of the chair. Listen, I'm not a lawyer. Right. I'm not, but Mo is, so. Yes. Yeah. All right. We've got some more people to thank. Uh, these are our patrons. Uh, they support us financially on patreon.com backslash MLTCU. They're a fine group of people. Uh, They care enough about the show. They care enough about us that they give us some money every month. It's not a lot, but it adds up and it means so much to us. And again, for those not participating yet, if you enjoy the show, a buck a month, $1 a month would be so helpful and so appreciated by us. So we are going to read these people's names because we love them. We'll start off with our founding member, Miss Tana Christ. Um, I'll just say, I love you, honey. Yes, she's my daughter. Um, next, good friend to me and the show, Mr. Peter Bianco, uh, from the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. Mr. Brian Gower, from the Just Surprising podcast, and our friend, dear to us, Mr. Will Lehu. Another dear friend from the Signal Path podcast, a.k.a. You Like My Pedals podcast, the Texas State Boggle Champs podcast, and the Texas Size 10-4 podcast, both of which he does with Joe. Uh, Mr. Tony DeGraw. We, next, we've got Mr. Michael McVeigh from Tennessee. We love you, Michael. Um, next, Mr. Adam El-Sayed. Thanks for jumping on board. We appreciate it, sir. Um, we've got Mr. Michael Van Zant, 360 bassist. Check him out. He's a cool dude, too. Last and definitely not least... We get support from Mr. U G Rection. Thank you, Mr. Action. Thank you, as always. And remember, visit patreon.com slash M O T C U to support the show, you cheapskate. That's my, that's my favorite part of the whole show. Yeah, I like that one. Love it. It's the absolute best. It's so good. Yep. 
And, you know, my, my daughter may be calling you guys cheapskates, but it comes from a place of love. We, we appreciate yes. each and every one of you. Yes. And if you'd like to contribute, um, it's really easy to do so. Did you guys ever have those, like, they were like rollerblades, but you'd put your regular shoes inside of them and they strap onto your regular shoes? Like, they were plastic. They were hard plastic. Yeah. And those yeah. are those are cheapskates. <laughs> oh, oh, my That's God. You did it. You did it. That was, that was a good dad joke. I Not did it. Day. I did it. Not the Doug. <laughs> Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> uh, so on the next episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, we're going to do a Christmas special of uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. The Nightmare Before Christmas is that is it a Presented Christmas movie or Halloween movie? I'm gonna go to Christmas movie with Halloween characters. Okay, I buy it because it is and a Christmas it, movie. It's not a Halloween movie. It's a Christmas movie. There's just Halloween characters in the Christmas movie. That's right. true. That's true. Well, but they do. To, go ahead, sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say. You know, we they celebrate both holidays in the movie. It mm-hmm. wouldn't feel out of place to watch it during Halloween. Yeah, we can do either one. Yeah. Maybe next year I mean, we'll uh, skip all just replay the episode. <laughs> I have never seen it, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, oh, that's a fun one. <clears throat> it just it fell outside my wheelhouse just because my kids were too young when it came out. And then they might have watched it. They probably all seen it, but it wasn't one that I sat with them and watched. The so songs I'm are looking, great. Yeah, that's that's what I heard. And so I'm looking forward to it, definitely. I think I'll enjoy it. Yeah, I think you will also. Yep. Oh, well, that uh, bombshell. There's only one thing left for us to do. Lights. Camera. Dosakis fuck off. Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. I'm yeah, hosting we- Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though listen guys we we need your help uh to help keep the lights on as they say uh we are launching our patreon for masters of the cinematic universe yes yes and we have uh different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to just like pbs um you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch uh depending on the tier that you sign up for oh we got all the tiers oh yeah you Back- can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe for anything right. picks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, guys, check out uh, Patreon.com/slash/MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And all with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on, that's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.